Because they're lost here and they're lost in their lives, you know? Whoa! Wow! 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 wow. <laughs> Hello and welcome to our Lost Podcast, brought to you by the Aficionados Podcast Network. My name is Robin Jeffrey. I'm a 22-year-old actor and filmmaker from Alberta, Canada. I like brooding anti-heroes and feminist agendas, and I have way too much knowledge regarding details that no one else remembers. I run at The 100 Script on Twitter, and you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey pretty much everywhere. My favorite season of Lost is season three. And my name is Brittany Ray, and I'm a 27-year-old writer in Vancouver, BC. I'm on Twitter at Britannia, where I can be found attempting journalism and talking about my cat. And my favorite season of Lost is season five. And joining us today is my cousin, Aaron. Yay! Yay! Hi, everybody. My name is Aaron Grinnevel. Oh, so nice and enthusiastic. And I'm a 23-year-old computer science student in Calgary, Alberta. I'm on Twitter at, at Aaron Groovyveld, where I can be found screaming at the internet about sports and television. Yay! I like it. Thanks, I like guys. It. Also, Groovyveld is a great play on words, and I'm really happy about it. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. We like words it's within words. Kind here of the only one available. Oh yeah, aficionados. Mm-hmm. That's a. That's actually really good. I'm surprised thank it you. wasn't taken. Want to give a big shout out to my mom who yeah. made up, made that up. That was all Denise, oh. the hero of this podcast, truly. Yeah, it's starting to seem like that. Mm-hmm. Aaron, what Hogwarts house are you? I guess I'd be a Gryffindor because I'm really brave, but I could also be a Ravenclaw because I'm like really smart and really humble. <laughs> like a humble puff. That's what it is. Yeah, that's what house I'm in. Uh, Actually, humble puff is a great name for it. We love words within words here. Yep. What does the show mean to you, and how far have you watched? Well, I've watched uh, Lost two times, season one through six. And why do I like it? And did Robin make you watch it? Robin didn't force me to watch it. But I guess coerced. <laughs> I knew right. it. No, she uh she just gave it to my sister and then she started watching it and then I started standing in the back and seeing what was going on. And yeah. I was like, This is pretty cool. It's yeah. like a And then you're the only one in your family who actually finished it, right? I think uh no, Rachel finished it as well. Oh, okay. Once. Shout she didn't watch it Rachel. the second time. Right. She didn't uh go the extra mile. And that was when it was on Netflix, and then it came off Netflix. Right. That was a real bad day. Canadian Netflix is superior, except when it comes to Lost. Yep. Oh, does America have it? Yeah. Yep. Ugh. I was in Hawaii, and we were like, oh my god, we can watch Lost whenever we want. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe not the best place to watch Lost. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. No, it's the perfect place to watch Lost. Actually, (laughs) yeah. That's really probably the best place. It really sets the scene. I kind of figured out that all my favorite shows take place on, like, a desert island. What? What does that what say about shows you? shows take place? Uh, Survivor, which is my number one show of all time. Okay. And, and again, Aaron is also a real big fan of The Bachelorette. Shut uh, up, yeah. really? Oh, yeah. It's, like, my favorite. That's actually, like, Survivor and Bachelorette are, I also watch The Bachelor. Yeah. Just anything in that universe. Mm-hmm. And you were saying why you like this show? Oh, yeah. I like the show because it's like, there's just way too many episodes, but it's like a really, really good show, but like just had to like fill it out with really weird stuff. So I just find it like a really like funny network show. 
Because they don't make shows like that anymore, right? No, no, not really. There's certain, like, in-episode crescendos that are, like, supposed to make you stay tuned during the commercials. I'm like, there's no commercials anymore. Yeah. In actual TV. So it just seems really funny when you watch it now. Yeah, the structure of television's changed a lot. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, it's just, like, it's really good content. Probably, like, the best character development on TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agree. But there's also a lot of funny stuff, and mm-hmm. it's, just, it's a unique watch. Yeah, like, it's a dramatic show, but there's so many comedic moments that it's, like, it's such a well-rounded piece of art. Yeah, exactly. Yep. It's very television. Yeah, it's television at its absolute best. And who are your favorite characters? I guess first, I'd have to say my favorite character is Arst. <laughs> Arst? Everyone loves Arst. Wait, who the hell is Arst? Brittany! What? You don't know Arst? Leslie Arst? Oh, wait, is he the, the older guy? Yeah, he's a science He's a science teacher. teacher. The thing you will discover about me is that I remember very few things about Lost. That's what I'm here for. Yeah, I mean, I've watched it twice, and I forget a lot of yeah, stuff, Yeah, I've too. watched it through. My cousin and I are working on, I think I, I think this is my fourth rewatch, and I still don't, I can't keep track of anything. Uh, second is Ben, who we also haven't yes. met. Mm-hmm. And third is Claire during season six. Nice. <laughs> That's oh, such a yeah. specific opinion. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of Claire up until season six. And then I'm like, whoa. Whoa. But uh, no spoilers. Okay. Interesting. Also, Ben is like my second favorite character too. So I approve of that choice. Good stuff. And your favorite season of Lost is? My favorite season of Lost is season four. It's got the constant in it, which yep. is yes. the best episode of all time. Yep. Of any yep. show. Yep. Yep. Agree. Yep. Hard yep. Why don't you talk about yeah. how we went on the on the um on the tour, Aaron? Oh yeah, yeah. Robin and I went together on the Lost tour in Oahu. Mm-hmm. And what did we see? I think first we went to see that uh the place where, well, I can't really say what happens there (laughs) (laughs) because there's a lot of spoilers going on but we went to the crash beach oh yeah and we were in the church from this episode oh yeah they use the same church for like everything right yeah it was interesting because i was watching it and i was like oh why didn't i know this was from this episode because then i would have sat exactly where liam sat and then i would have like had a photo opportunity but i didn't even think about it you failed oh yeah is there is there a confessional in that church? I can't remember. Like, actually, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, d- I didn't look. She's keeping Whatever. track of the details here. Great. Uh, that was also used as Oxford, right? I think so, yeah. But, like, the outside. Well, yeah, the I outside guess, yeah, because they were, like, walking around the outside, and I was like, I think I've been there also. That, was, that place was used for a lot of places. Yeah, the plane crash beach I was actually really surprised about. Mm-hmm. Why? Because it, it's tiny. I mean, I'm, it's a good thing the tail fell off the plane because it wouldn't have fit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I probably could have, like, ten paces and you're in the water, like, from the road. Yeah. The thing oh, yeah. I don't get is how they always manage to, like, set up that beach for shooting. Like, didn't people want to visit that beach? I think they Yeah, kinda, it's like, pretty it out down. of the way. Yeah, it's really out of the way. Oh, okay. And I'm, I, I think they covered... They must have covered the road with sand. They did cover the road with sand, and I was paying attention to that in this episode, and it seemed like they covered... Like, I just thought they put some sand on there, but to make it seem like it wasn't just, like, a road covered in sand, it seemed like they actually put, like, a whole lot of sand on there. Oh, yeah. It it seemed like a little hill or something. Oh, that is a crap ton of work. Yeah. Good job, Lost Guys. (laughs) Yeah, that's why they... I mean, 
I guess we see in this episode, that's why they uh, moved from the beach to the caves, right? Mm-hmm. That was just too much work. Exactly. Today we have words to say about episode 107 of Lost the Moth. Yay! So the moth. The title is kind of obvious because there is a moth, but it also has a lot of symbolism to the main character of the episode, who is Charlie. Yes, I am on the moth Wikipedia page. Do you mean Lostpedia? No, I'm on the... Well, I went... I did go on the Lostpedia one, but it didn't have a whole yeah, lot in Yeah, get on Lostpedia, son. Things like... Like Locke talks about in the episode, mostly. It's pretty heavy-handed about how they have to struggle to be stronger and such and such and such. But I'm on the Moth Wikipedia page, which is not that fun, but (laughs) there's this thing about their attraction to light. And so I'm thinking that might be a light and dark thing immediately. But also Mm -hmm. thinking about the attraction to light, is Charlie attracted to people who are really light? My main thought is Hurley and Claire. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) They're really light? Yeah. Like like, good people? Yeah, they're like positive. Okay, yeah. Uh, The broadcast date is November 3rd, 2004. It was written by Jennifer Johnson and Paul Dini, and it was directed by Jack Bender. It's everyone's favorite part of the podcast. It's the part where Brittany gets sped up. It's my least favorite part of the podcast. Okay, so here's a brief recap of everything that happens in the moth. Charlie confesses to a priest that he wants to quit Driveshaft, but his brother tempts him with fame and fortune and with a promise that they'll quit if things get too crazy. He gives in. In the present, Charlie struggles through withdrawal. Nasty. He gets chased by a boar. Nastier. He asks Locke for his drugs, and Locke tells him that he'll give him them if he asks three times. Locke's crafty like that. Saeed reminds us all that he is the true leader of the survivors by hatching a plan to find the source of the French lady's signal. He needs power for it, which leads Kate to Sawyer. They banter. He gives up the laptop battery. If only everything with Sawyer was that easy. Back in the caves, Charlie and Jack argue over whether Jack handling him with kid gloves is conducive to Charlie's happiness. The sound of their shouting causes a cave-in, which Jack gets trapped in. In the past, Charlie's brother steals the spotlight of driveshaft from him. He's super into drugs and girls because he's super skeezy. Charlie wants them both to walk away, but Liam refuses. An upset Charlie tries heroin. It's all downhill from there. Everyone rallies to dig Jack out while Sawyer goes to get Kate, but he neglects to tell Kate what happened to Jack and instead signs up for Saeed's satellite mission. Sawyer's not great at crushes. Kate learns the truth and gets mad at Sawyer for hiding it. She goes to dig Jack out and leaves Sawyer responsible for her part in Saeed's plan. In the past, Liam has given up drugs and won't come back to driveshaft. Charlie is still using. In the cave, Charlie's volunteer rescue mission into the cave-in is successful. After a heart-to-heart, he and Jack escape the cave and see a moth. Charlie asks Locke for his drugs a third time, but instead of using them, he burns them. Go, Charlie. So, first we're going to talk about the storyline that happens on the beach. So, the beginning is that Jack is just, like, staring at Kate's mugshot like a weirdo. But is that not true romance? uh, Okay. Yeah. Sure. She, like, shows up and she's like, mmm... She's like, it's kind of like the early equivalent of creeping someone's Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> she like shows up and she's like, take better pictures than that. Smaller too, if you want something for your wallet. The whole thing <laughs> is someone like she could have told him to take a picture to last longer, but he was ahead of the curve on that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. Yeah, he already took the picture. Yeah, she's just proactive physically. thinking. You're mad at me. No. Okay, I'm... I'm just disappointed. She's like, Saeed has a plan. Because Saeed is the best. We're gonna figure out the thing with the French lady. And he's like, well, guess what? Even if you do, it probably won't work because she wasn't even rescued. Well, oh. Jack's really good at rallying people with positivity, I think. <laughs> yeah. Saeed's so much better than Jack. Saeed's so, so much great. better than Jack. But also, like, later in the series... It, they're always talking about how Jack has this terrible bedside manner. Like, you need that 
as a doctor to like be like, but everything will be okay, I'm sure. But instead, Jack shows up and is just like, yeah, it's a really hard surgery. I'll probably mess it up or something. Yeah, like I bet half the time it ends up like the patient like comforting him. <laughs> <laughs> he just starts crying all the time. Yeah, and they're like, no, no, you'll you'll do fine. It'll be fine. It's okay, buddy. You're the one who went to Ugh. to med school, but I believe in you. <laughs> wow, I hate how accurate that is. Sawyer shows up and is just like, I'm moving in here and maybe Kate will move in with me. And she's like, or or not. Or maybe a hard no. Has Sawyer never, like, tried to seriously date anyone in his life? Um, I don't think he's tried to, like, seriously date someone. I think that it just happened by accident. <laughs> yeah, I think that's... I'll have to check the tape. Yeah, that's, like, Sawyer's, uh kind of luck there is that all of these things happen to him by accident the one time he tries to put work in it's not going great no but do you want a fun fact yeah the uh the moment where sawyer waves at jack as he's walking away mm-hmm. uh that was josh oh josh josh yeah holloway he plays uh sawyer yeah, josh oh holloway. wait who's who's waving sawyer's waving at jack yeah as he's walking away like real smug like so why is that shocking that it's him? Because it wasn't in the script. Oh, I see. Josh just Improv, did that by himself. Unlike this portion of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I have another fun fact, though. Oh, what is it? They're talking about triangulation. And I know this because I was on Lostpedia, not because I'm smart and know anything about triangulation. But <laughs> triangulation actually only needs two things. So what they're actually doing is trilateration. Okay. So, either Saeed messed up, which I'm going to say is a no, or the, the writers were like, ah, people understand the word triangulation more, so we'll just use that. Yeah, 100% it was that one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, the three people are going to be Saeed, Kate, and Boone. And he's like, there's a very short battery life, so what we're going to do is we're going to shout out to the fireworks smugglers and use these for good he's like all i need is a laptop battery and kate's like looks like a job for the sawyer manipulator well she speaks his language exactly he's like are you really sad about your breakup with jack and she's like what breakup we're still together he's trying so hard to find out if they're like actually a couple like he's fishing so hard and he's catching nothing it's very subtle she calls him a parasite and she says that he doesn't have anything left behind on, like, in the actual world, and that's why he doesn't want to go back. And I'm like, girl, you too, though. Ah, fair. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she might have it worse than him. Like, why do you want to get off the island so bad? She was mean this episode. To be know. fair, though, Sawyer's been messing that with her. That just came from her heart. Yeah, <laughs> it, came, it definitely came from her heart. But she's like, I pity you. And he's like, you just had to say please. And I'm like... Okay, but I don't know. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> I think it's... Well, then he probably wouldn't have played that mean joke yeah. on her. Yeah. In this episode. If she hadn't been so mean to him in the first place. I think Sawyer's genuinely just looking for someone to be nice to him. And it's like, Sawyer, I don't know if you didn't learn this on the playground, but you have to be nice to someone in return. <laughs> Treat people the way you want to be treated. Sawyer skipped that lesson in kindergarten, I think. Kate and Saeed are just, like, strolling through the jungle, and she's like, is this even going to work? And then he's like, hey, can you believe that there was this giant plane crash, 
and none of us really got hurt. And I'm like, ah, I see what you're doing. I was listening to the commentary, and Damon Lindelof was like, you see what ha- what we're doing here? See if we talk about it. Then people can't yell at us about it. <laughs> They're acknowledging it before anyone can make fun of them. <laughs> it you can tell well. the writers were bullied in uh, grade school. Yep, yep. And on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for many years. It was like way back in the day, though, when there were like forums that people had to use because no one could yell on Twitter. Kate's like, we just might must be lucky. <laughs> and he's like, okay, whatever. So he's like, okay, that's not real science. But then they go on to the beach and Charlie's like running in because bad things happened in the caves. And he's like, Michael, bad things happened in the caves. <laughs> Charlie's really good at news updates, okay? Yeah. 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 Got some media training. (laughs) He's like, I have so many Twitter followers. I get it. (laughs) How many how many Twitter followers does Dominic Monaghan actually have though? Let's find out. I wanna know. And how many did he have in two thousand and four? I don't know how to find that out. Thing in two thousand and four. Twitter.com slash Dom's wild things. Oh, so you just memorized that one. I just know it. Is that for the show or is that for his actual Twitter? That's his actual Twitter. Oh, wow. He has... Oh, he only has 231,000 followers. My sister's going to have more Instagram followers than him in, like, a month. Ah, that's embarrassing, Dom. Wait, Dominic Monaghan has Snapchat? What? Snap him right now. Oh, I'm going to Snapchat, like, right now. Just uh, play him a clip of this. Like, we're talking about you. We're talking about you. I'll get things. I'll get things. (laughs) Ghost Dom. That's a good that's a good username. Yep, that's his Snapchat. Ghost Dom. That's yep. so cute. What's he what's he posted about lately? Nothing. Does he have a story? No, he doesn't have a story right now. Mm, not a good Snapchat. Keeping that user. one in my back pocket though. I also don't have a story right now. <laughs> I yeah, I like when you do stories because you um tell stories in your stories. You yeah. use the stories as they're meant to be told with like that little family that you created. We don't talk about them. No, I love them! <laughs> I'm sure I, I was like the- that you acknowledge the viewers of your story. <laughs> That's important. <laughs> that I always go, hey guys, and then I make the stupid joke. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It makes us feel like, feel good about ourselves. Like we're on the same level, you know? It's like, oh, hey, what's up, Robin? Oh, good. Okay, well, now I know. I don't do that. This is the first mention of Scott and Steve. So, oh, I love Scott and Steve. Yes, let us remember Scott and Steve. If you're watching for the first time, you don't know Scott and Steve, remember them. Or if you're them. me, you've forgotten them. You did? Of course I did. No, that's Scott and Steve. Okay, but it's amazing that he's you He's Scott and he's Steve. Yeah. Or maybe it's the other way around, but no one ever knows. Guys. What? I have no idea what you're talking about. Scott and Steve are notorious for getting mixed up. They okay. just keep, like, the characters keep mixing them up. It's, okay. It's Does a Damon joke. Lindelof ever talk about it in his commentary? Uh, I think... I feel like in this one he said, and there's Scott and Steve. Nice. But uh, he maybe the, maybe next time Scott and Steve show up, he'll talk about them. Are Scott and Find Steve out. the two randos that are always like kind of vaguely in the background? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And then I just you know, call them go, red shirts. Hey, Steve. And he goes, I'm Scott. They, hey, Scott. I'm, I'm Steve. It's, it's adorable. Okay. Do they keep it consistent? Yeah, I think so. Okay, good. That's what that I mean. That's lost specialty. So I assume that they do <laughs> consistency for sure. I never noticed that that was happening. Or the actors are just like, let's switch. 
just for fun. Yeah, I guess, like, they're dedicated to their roles yeah. as much as we might not recognize them. Yeah, the actors know what's up. Yeah, they're method acting the entire time. Boone is just like, Shannon, please pay attention to what I'm telling you. And Shannon's like, I still don't know. Because this is Boone's literal first responsibility. He just wants to be noticed and be a leader. And they're like, Boone, you get to be in this A mission with us. And now abandon it and make your sister do the important thing. My god. Charlie's like, Sawyer, tell Kate that- Or I guess he's like, I have to tell Kate. And Sawyer's like, I'll do it. And Charlie's like, okay, well, I have other places to be, so whatever. Charlie's like, well, that's not my responsibility anymore. Sawyer somehow finds Kate and Saeed and is just, like, strolling up through the forest and is like, Oh, there you guys are! As if it's not a giant jungle. And also, you know he sprinted there to catch up and then, like, slowed down about five minutes before so it wouldn't look like he was running. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, hey guys, I was also just taking a taking a bit of a mosey through the jungle. Yeah, fancy like seeing you guys here. Whew. Weird. Crazy stuff. And then Kate is super mean again. Hey. What the hell are you doing here? Easy. Just came to tell you something. What makes you think I'm interested in anything you have to say? I don't know. Am I just like, do I just have Sawyer bias? Or what's yes. she really mean? No, you have Sawyer bias. <laughs> I yeah, would, they're both really mean. I would be kind of addicted to Sawyer if I was Kate because Sawyer keeps messing with her, so I guess. But she called him like a pig and a parasite and all these things. To, and like, he didn't call her anything. Yeah, but he also manipulates her into all sorts of crap. That's because she was mean, though. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a Slytherin. Yes, you I are. I need to stop talking. No, I'm like, she was mean. She doesn't get to know. No, I like seeing, like, the different perspectives on, like, characters' behavior. Like, yours is so wildly different from mine or from Aaron's. So, like, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah, like, I don't even notice anything. But, like, it just seems, like, really... I don't know. They're just playing around, aren't they? I don't see anything mean. I mean, Parasite's kind of mean. Yeah, I mean, just, like, I could see the hate in her eyes, and I was like, you don't do this. <laughs> Either way, he chooses not to tell her about the thing, and he's like, instead, I'll pretend that I was here to help. I'm helping. Here I am. And she's like, really? You're not I know just you need garbage? To shoot three rockets, but uh, I thought you could use a fourth person. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm sorry, did you not order the peanut gallery? Because I'm pretty sure that's what his job is. Just in case a bunch of you have to run off to do some mystery thing. Or anyone needs out. a new nickname. Yeah, exactly. Here I am. But Saeed's like, here, if you want to help, you can attach this thing to this tree. And at five o'clock, we'll all set off our rocket things. And he's like, I don't trust him with you. And she's like, I'm okay, but thanks, Saeed. <laughs> and she's probably sad because she didn't get to climb the tree this time. I mean, probably. Evie loves climbing trees. Oh. It's her favorite pastime. All of us are from Alberta, including <laughs> Evie. Um, Which one's Evie? Uh, she plays Kate. Kate. Oh. Okay, yeah. Evangeline Lily, right? Yes. I don't know these nicknames. Sorry. Robin has all the nicknames down because, like, she's so involved with the show that, like, they're, it like, It feels like they're my little... friends. Yep. Yeah, like, you'd call your best friend Evie. Yeah, but everyone For else sure. calls her Evangeline. Oh, I guess I'm not on the inner circle with it yet. <laughs> I guess not. You're not on I that. In all that, they call her yet. Evie in all the bonus features and stuff when they're talking about her in the 
I mean, I don't call Matthew Fox Foxy, which is what everyone else calls him on the bonus features. I just call him Matt. I called him that, but uh, I didn't know that everyone else called him that. I call him currently incarcerated. <laughs> Sorry about your life, Matthew Fox. Wait, is he actually? <laughs> Hold up. Yeah. Matthew. What happened? He oh my god, got, if I put Matt, he's the first thing that comes up. But he got just messed up. I don't know what messed went wrong up. in that guy's life. But, uh... Well, he needs to go back. Let's see. <laughs> wow. Personal ah, life. <laughs> that was a good one. I liked it. He's a keen photographer. On August 28, 2011, Fox was reported to have assaulted a female bus driver in Cleveland, Ohio. On September 16, 2011, yeah. a spokeswoman for the city of Cleveland announced that prosecutors had decided not to charge Fox. A civil suit related to the alleged incident has been filed. In May 2012, the bus driver withdrew her suit after her lawyer withdrew and revealed that she intentionally failed and refused to provide full and timely cooperation and information. On May 6, 2012, Fox was arrested for driving under the influence in Oregon. He was taken into custody and released that same day. On June 1, 2012, Fox's lawyer entered a plea of no contest to one count of DUI and stated that they will move forward with a diversion program to avoid criminal charges. So I don't think he's like... He's, he's been in jail, bars. but he is not currently in jail. I don't think. Well, once you might have assaulted a female bus driver in Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah. Eh, maybe you should go to jail. Something about uh, years old. Just to sort your life out a little bit. Those details feel a little suspicious in the whole suit withdrawal, but, you know. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, there's a picture of him in a fedora on his Wikipedia page. Oh, We're not hell no. Fedora plus riding a bus in Cleveland. <laughs> used to star in Lost. Things aren't going that well, even if he's not in jail. Yeah. <laughs> I have another fun fact. Mm, okay. So Sawyer and Kate are chilling. Sawyer's, like, sitting down, and Kate is, like, watching for the rest of the bottle rockets, and she has the rocket, like, in her hand. Mm-hmm. And on the commentary, Damon's like, we did that! We did that on purpose. <laughs> Why? Damon's pretty much, just like the, just like the flashlight joke from, uh, from walkabout mm -hmm. he's like these are dick jokes get it oh okay so we're going <laughs> it's phallic imagery okay everyone who runs this show is five years old da damon does that all the time he maybe we'll uh, add that to the themes yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> honestly though <laughs> then sawyer's like hey kate w what do you like about jack just so i can emulate all the things that you like about jack he's like i could totally do all the things that jack does and kate says and i quote you're actually comparing yourself to Jack. And it looks like it hurts his feelings! <laughs> it does. He's like, do you like him or do you like like him? <laughs> I'm like, stop being mean to him! He's but also, a tiny like, child. He's so bad at having feelings that yeah. all he knows how to do is antagonize her. It is the most annoying thing in the whole world. My poor child. I'm, I'm on Team Kate on this one. I'd be so irritated by him. <laughs> Um, but uh, if you compare there, uh, if you actually do compare him to Jack, he never was on a bus in Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> and, well, it's possible. But he's starring <laughs> in that other show, uh, <laughs> Colony, on, right? Josh, Josh doesn't assault bus drivers. He is on yes. Colony now, and he's doing great. Are you watching Colony, Britt? Listen, you know I like am here for that kind of stuff, but I've only gotten through the pilot so far. But there's aliens Listen. involved, and I was promised aliens, so I'm going to get through it. I definitely watched the first seven. 
You did? It was really good. Did the aliens show up at any point? No. Damn it! Not till like, I think in season two, apparently they show up. Wow. But like, there's cool like politics stuff, I guess. Yeah, that's it's the a stuff cheesy, I'm really though. there for. See, I wanted to be into it for Josh and for Carlton. Because Carlton is the head showrunner, I think. Mm-hmm. Just like he was on Lost with Damon. And so I wanted to support him because I support Damon with like the leftovers. So I tried and I got halfway through the pilot and I was like, I genuinely, my heart cannot take watching Josh be in so much peril. Like, honestly, I'm, like, I was so stressed out over Josh potentially getting in trouble that I was, like, I cannot. So, he was, like, I was watching it and the show was more about his wife. Like, his real life will be an actual peril if you don't watch the show. No! But Josh! That was the best. You gotta do it, Robin. Yeah, you gotta do it. I'll try again, but I'm, I, like, kept having to, like, pause every five minutes just to, like, recollect my sanity. I mean, the... The good plot point in, like, the pilot of that is that his wife is really, like, more of the chunk of the story. Mm-hmm. So, maybe that will be less stressful? I hope so. I wish I could remember that actress's name. She was on The Walking Dead. Sarah Wayne Callies. I knew it was Sarah something. Yeah, she's really good. But, like, Sawyer's like, whatever, he's dead, so it doesn't really matter. Lol. And she's like, um, huh? And he's like, oh, right, I didn't tell you that he's pretty much dead. You know that it's a reveal? That they're both realizing something because the camera pushes in on the both of them. Is that a film school trick? Yeah. <laughs> they're like, nice. what? And that's like Bro. the meanest thing. Like, I don't know. It was like a real dick move. Yeah. Like, that was like a little far beyond their uh, usual banter. Yeah. It's like, uh, your, your boyfriend might be uh, dead. It's genuinely manipulative. But, like, you see where he comes from. I'm not, I'm not saying it was a good thing that Uh-oh, he did. Robin, I just, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. I'm not Robin, saying it's a good thing no. I, he did. I'm just saying that you see his motives because then he says, now you have someone else to pity. So, like, you see where his head was. Yeah, it's yeah easy he to was see. hurt. He was genuinely hurt. It's easy to see where his head is. It's just he was in the wrong place and I want to kick his butt for it. And then she runs away and he's like, okay, well, bye. Okay, bye. Um, it sounds like the weather is going crazy outside. My lights keep flickering. Uh. Oh, Alberta. Callie, what? It's nice in my, uh, neighborhood. Callie, what's Blue the... Skies. What's the weather like out there? Very, very, very windy, yeah. Because my lights keep flickering. Brittany and Aaron say hi! Hi! Mom says hi. Hi! Hi, Auntie Denise. Robin, what are you doing? She's never this quiet. Robin, what's wrong? I don't even see your icon. Ah, uh, yep, that's because her the uh, wind cut her internet connection. Oh. There she goes. Bye, Robin. Hope you had fun. Miss you already. Robin, I have a question for you. Okay. Would you like to tell our listeners why this podcast got split up into two? Sure. So, hello and welcome to the second day of recording one <laughs> podcast. Um, pretty much what happened was my light started flickering and then uh, the power went out because there was some... It wasn't a tornado, but it was, you know, those Canadian prairies. Yep. It was really, really windy and now we have so many trees in the roads that uh, Red Deer is currently in a state of emergency. So that's Red fun. Deer is also a Twitter moment on Twitter right now. 
It that's is? How big, that's how big your storm is. Oh my god! Yeah. I, no I way. I was on Twitter this morning and I was like, wait, why does this say Red Deer? I always I think was that making whenever fun Red Deer of you is... Guys. I always think Until, that whenever... Uh, Red Deer is like trending that like Facebook is just being like you're from Red Deer here's things about Red Deer. Oh yeah, yeah that's that's it. Yeah. 99.9% of the time. But when I was browsing Twitter today it was like Red Deer, Kim Kardashian West's new line and uh, politics. Red Deer. Oh my god, there we are. <gasps> Not yep, there it is. Oh my gosh. And as soon as uh you logged off or I guess you got forced to log mm-hmm. off. We started talking a little smack about Red Deer. Yeah, we but did. But then I saw I saw the first like thoughts and prayers tweet come out, and then I was like, oh okay. Oh, stop well, joking. never mind. Humbled immediately. It's a serious business. We were we were on our last scene of the first storyline, and now we can finally finish the first storyline. We've been living it for two days. Yes, we've been trying to figure out what happened to Saeed. My boy. So Saeed is like checking his watch and uh, lights his firework and then shannon's like lol oops and then lights her firework and then we don't see sawyer lighting the firework but we do know it's sawyer because he's the only one there he came through so there's no way that he could possibly be the person who's hitting saeed no just saying uh you're like i'm just i'm I'm gonna have to defend sawyer one more time protect him (laughs) and then he turns it on it actually works and then he gets hit in the head now we know who it was. Mm-hmm. Um, right, Brittany? Yes, because I just uh, am in the middle of rewatching season one, so I know now. Oh, good. Okay, so, so. I can guess. Okay, well, don't. Wait, guess. No, I want to hear guess, and then you can just edit it out. Okay, fine. Or ble- bleep it out. Guess. Okay. Uh, it was a polar bear. Mm. Oh, that's, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> no, Brittany, that's exactly right. So finally, moving on to the cave storyline. Uh, we have Charlie playing the guitar, and he's having a bit of a, a rough time there. And Locke's like, hey, buddy, let's go for a walk, my dude. And Charlie's like, no, thank you. <laughs> he just wants to sit there and be sad, okay? And then what does Charlie do in the next time we see him? He's going for a walk. He's like, no, thanks, Locke. I don't want to go on a walk today. And then immediately goes on a walk. How rude. He just didn't want to go on a walk with Locke because Locke would probably try and, like, philosophize at him. Oh, 100% he would. Yeah. He's like, I, I'm not, I don't have it in me today, guys. Oh, yeah. It's like when you split up at school. Like, you're like, oh, I'm going this way or whatever. And then you accidentally run into them later. And it's like, oh, I'm exactly in the spot I said I wouldn't be. Yeah. Or when you're texting someone and you say, okay, I'm going to sleep. Good night. And then they're like, and then you I get saw on you on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. I do that all the Robin time. Robin didn't do her knocks yet. <laughs> I do, yeah, I do that all the time, and then I wait for Robin's knocks, and I'm like, she's not actually asleep until knocks goes up. Oh, snap. Sometimes not even, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Either way. <laughs> <laughs> so then a boar is chasing after him, and then Locke used him as bait to catch a boar. He's like, let's go for a walk, winkity wink wink. He, like, knew he wasn't gonna <laughs> go with him. Let's go for a walk, and by walk, I mean I need you as human bait, but if you die... My bad. <laughs> Sorry about it. And we saw boars uh, in Hawaii on the last tour, too. Yes, we did. You did? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Little baby boars. Yeah, they were I've tiny I've never babies. seen a boar in Hawaii. It was on Oahu. I don't they know were... if you have them in Maui. I'm sure they do. I've just never seen them. I only ever see peacocks and roosters. We saw a peacock on Oahu, too. 
Well, we were going to the waterfall. We're on the way back. It just didn't register in my brain. Good sidebar, kids. So then Charlie asks for his drugs, and Locke is like, okay, here's what we're going to do. You're allowed to ask three times, and then on the last time, I'm going to give it to you. And Charlie's like, this feels unnecessary, but okay. I have a fun fact. Ooh, what is it? So I was listening to the commentary, and this is a fake fun fact because Damon was just making a dumb joke. But mm-hmm. once Locke said that, Damon goes, yeah, in the original script, he was going to say, I'm going to ask you 11 times, and then Charlie was going to ask for them seven times just right here. But <laughs> then we decided that that was redundant. <laughs> that, is, that is a really bad dad joke. I love Damon Lindelof so much. Why don't you just marry him? I mean, if you insist. Oh, all right. Charlie's like, why don't you just get rid of them? And then we wouldn't have to have this talk. And he's like, but then you have no choice. And I'm like, this is such classic Locke. Locke is such a manipulative human being. Totally. People don't like think about the fact that Locke is really manipulative, but he actually is. But the thing I don't understand is why do they put up with it? On the island. Hmm. Why do they put up with his behavior? What do you mean? Like, everyone kind of knows, like, they're like, oh, Locke's the weird one, but he hunts and stuff. But, like, everyone's sort of starting to get an idea that, like, Locke has manipulated them all into doing things. That, right. And, you know, they're not always bad things, but I feel like he's not someone that I would absolutely trust. I would trust him to keep me alive, but I wouldn't trust him as far as, like, anything else. Right. Uh, he's just kind of the cute old man of the island. <laughs> And it's like, oh, that's really nice. Everyone's like, he can't do much. Aw, look at him. Well, that's what he wants everyone to think. But yeah, that is what he wants everyone to think. Because mm-hmm. he definitely isn't that. Because <laughs> sometimes when you think about... Because you think, right now, what you're supposed to be thinking is that the spectrum is Jack and Locke on either mm-hmm. side. When, yeah. I mean, in reality, Sawyer should be on... When there should be like a, b- a bunch of different... You should be on a layer above them. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But, like, honestly, Jack and Locke aren't super different. No. It's just Locke is more persuasive and charming than Jack is. When you think about Jack's bad qualities and you think about Jack's good qualities, most people just think about Jack's negative qualities more. But Mm -hmm. I feel like Locke honestly has just as many negative qualities, but people think of the positives when they think of him. Because Locke is an inherently more charming character than Jack is. 100%. Jack doesn't have an ounce of bedside manners, like you were saying. So when you kind of remember Jack, you remember him as the annoying one, as opposed to Locke, which people kind of like look on a little bit fondly, even though it's like, oh, that was that crazy old man sort of thing. That's interesting. I'm thinking so much about this now because you think, oh, the reason why people like Locke so much is because when we saw him in his flashback, he was in a wheelchair. And so a miracle happened to him, and that's why it's amazing, and this is why he's like this, and, and we should we were feeling sorry for Locke. But then I think the Jack flashback that we saw is, like, him getting bullied by his father and then having to, like, find his body in Australia. Like, why don't we feel as bad for Jack? I think at this point, maybe we do feel as bad for Jack. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it it's also a story that audience has seen, audiences have seen, like, so many times, you know? Right. Like, the daddy issues thing is some, especially when it's, like, male characters, it's something people have seen over and over and over again, whereas disability arcs are not as well explored. Right, and his was a plot twist. 
too. Exactly. Right. Whereas Jax is just like, here's another guy with an alcoholic father who can't, who like lives in his shadow. Like it's not new storytelling. It's sad, but it's not new. Exactly. Right. Okay. Uh, so Locke kills the boar. And then later we see Hurley and Jack logging this like heavy luggage because Jack is a hoarder. And Charlie's like, let me help and be helpful. Uh, because I used to be our roadie when we didn't have a roadie. Uh, but then there's a broken zipper and he just, like, everything's all over the floor now. It's like, when did Charlie become the new Boone? Yeah, exactly. Boone finally gets a thing to do and now they're like, Charlie, you're the useless one. Everyone has to take turns. Someone has to be useless and it's gonna be you today. That's just not fair. Justice for Charlie. I also thought it was weird because he's like, Charlie, sit down, okay? We don't need you right now. And then he's like, so Hurley, will you help me <laughs> with, some, with some things? And Hurley's like, thank you so much. This is all, everything I've ever wanted. Jack has uh, no tact on that one. <laughs> yep. And then Charlie's looking through all the drugs and then Jack catches him and he's like, oh, I just had a headache. And Jack's like, are you okay? Jack's like, sure, Jan. I don't need you right now. Which I... I wrote Liam. Why did I write Liam? Because Liam doesn't need him anymore? Probably. Oh, yeah, yeah he starts singing Yeah, I think song. it's like him being unwanted. Yeah. Yeah, and that's kind of the whole point of this episode is Charlie feeling useless, right? Yes. That's the thing he doesn't Which want. Which I think, yeah. And like narratively, I think it's like more impactful than Boone feeling useless. Yeah. For sure. Because Boone's good Especially because we know Charlie better now. Better than we know Boone as of right now. And I think Charlie is just inherently a more sympathetic character than Boone. Mm. Perhaps because, like, we've seen that Charlie is gentle with other people, whereas Boone is just kind of... Especially, like, it, even though everything happened with Shannon, he's very harsh with Shannon, so yeah. it kind of makes us a little... And he seems a lot more confident, a too, than Charlie. Like, yeah. he's trying to save yeah. that person That's in the true. first episode, and he's like, no, I'm a lifeguard, mm-hmm. man. Right, and then Charlie's like, I can't swim. Yeah. Yeah, I think it, yeah, confidence scene. for sure yeah. is the difference. Right. Yeah. Uh, next we see Jin with his handcuff, with his half a handcuff. Poor Jin. And Sun's like, you should have Jack look at it. And Jin's like, first of all, I don't care. Second of all, you're indecent right now. <laughs> and Sun's like, I don't really care anymore. Yeah, obviously this is the number one issue we should be dealing with right now. <laughs> yeah. Yep. This, these are some priorities. Thank you. Sounds like we crash landed on a mysterious island. The last thing we need to be worrying about is whether or not people can see my bra strap. Yeah. <laughs> but thank you so much. I didn't realize I was in seventh grade and wasn't allowed to wear spaghetti straps. Oh my god, the dumbest rule that's ever existed. <laughs> yep. I remember that one. But I wore hoodies anyway. I never wore spaghetti straps, so it didn't really matter. But yet you were allowed to wear tank tops in gym, so like what's the truth? Yeah, true. Hmm. Where are you at, school board? I just have some questions. A lot of questions. <laughs> Many questions. I've now graduated from, like, all schooling, and now I have questions. <laughs> I didn't think to question the system until I was out of it. <laughs> Next, Hurley has Charlie's guitar. And Charlie's like, ah, yes, I am famous. Thank you so much for asking. And Hurley's like, actually, can you put this somewhere else? Aww. <laughs> Because Jack doesn't want it there. Oh, Charlie Jack's is like, like got it. So I'll go yell at Jack. Charlie is he's like waiting for people to recognize him so hard. He's trying. And the so only hard. one who has is Locke. I know, and he doesn't want to be Locke's friend for other reasons. He's like every single person is compromised. 
But like, imagine if you crashed on an island, and then like the lead singer of Hoobastank crashed with you, <laughs> and he's just like, "Hey, remember me?" And you're like, uh, "Not really." You had that one song I in would, 2003. The first question I would ask is why? Where did you get Hoobastank from, and why? I don't know. It's like that's like my go-to one-hit wonder. No, 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 no. I would ask him how he came up with the name Hoobastank oh, and see. why. Aaron, I thought you were answering the question as if you were him. You were like role playing now. <laughs> that would be great. We should continue that. Do some improv. <laughs> great. Can you actually do this entire podcast in character as Hoobastank? Hey, man, I made that one song called The Reason. And I also made a whole bunch of other albums, too, man. Just no one ever heard them. It seems right now in this show, it's like Sawyer and Locke are both por- trying to portray characters. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's like so true. Locke's trying to be this mystical And old Charlie man. a little bit, too. Charlie a little Charlie bit, yeah. Charlie a little bit. Yeah. Because we were talking about in the last episode about how he keeps saying every time people say something about Drive Shaft, he goes, we're, t- we're still together. Ooh. We're still Drive Shaft. Yeah, it's that's, a thing. that's incorrect. And then when Locke says... It's a shame what happened to the band. Since Charlie knows that he knows about the band, he can tell the truth and be like, yeah, it kind of sucks. Aw. Because yeah, he doesn't familiar. have to keep up, like, the pretense of success. Yeah. Like, in the first episode, Charlie turns to Kate and is just like, you know, you know trash out! I'm like, nice! Here I am! Kate's like, sorry, I was on the run for a long time. <laughs> She's like, my friend Beth loves you guys. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm like, who's Beth? We never meet who's her, Beth? I would like to know. Is that one of the great unanswered questions of Lost? Yeah. She should have shown be. up who's in Expose. Yeah, oh my god <laughs> which is the second best episode of all time but we'll leave that for i later. fully agree that expose is a fantastic episode it's an episode in season three if anybody doesn't know and pretty much what happened with expose is that people were like hey what about all these random people in the background you never tell us about them and the writers were like okay well let's have an episode about the random background characters and then as soon as it aired everyone was like oh, we don't care Show us about the main characters. What's happening with those guys? Expose is widely regarded as one of the worst television episodes ever made. Which does not make sense to me at all. Because if you take a look at Expose just as one piece rather than a piece of a whole, that is some storytelling. It's incredible. I love Expose. Very big fan of Expose. And when we were... I'm excited to get back to it. When we were on the Lost Tour, there was a little bit of trivia about Expose too. With yeah. the waterfall. Yeah. Because uh, I helped you with that one, right? Yeah. There were the three questions. We'll talk about in the... Yeah, spoilers. spoilers. Okay, spoilers. Yeah. Okay, so Charlie goes to yell at Jack. And he's (laughs) like, you should respect me. People do sometimes. Whatever. I was a big deal once upon a time. I I remember being cool once. And then he says one of my very favorite lines of all time, which is iconic. I'm a bloody rock god. That's one of my favorite. (laughs) That's one of my favorite. Iconic. Uh, and then all the rocks fall down, and Jack gets trapped, and, and Char- they're like, Charlie, go get help. And he's like, okay, now you need me. Also, remember to tell Kate. You know, I think Charlie was right. He was a rock god. Literally, thanks for the pun, Damon. Yep. <laughs> oh. Oh. This guy. <laughs> Michael shows up and, and everybody else. He did a lot of construction work. So this is great, because they're not just saying, Michael is an estranged father. They're saying Michael's a strange father, but he also has his own past before Walt. 
Yeah, he has his own skill set that is actually very, very, very helpful. Mm -hmm. Michael is complex. His identity isn't just Walt's dad. He's like, this is a bad place for us to dig. Let's dig somewhere else, four at a time. And then Walt seems like he's finally proud of his father. Now that he knows his birthday. Yeah, there are definitely, like, jobs that are more useful on the island. Like, as a yeah. as a computer science student slash programmer person, like, I wouldn't Fancy. come in, I wouldn't be useful till season two. Even then, not very useful. I guess, but yeah, you could I help Saeed, useless. maybe. Uh, I could, well, I would do what he told me to do. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I would um, be good at decorating caves and talking about how th- different things reminded me of different TV shows. Yeah, I would be good at distracting everyone else from the harsh reality. You'd be Hurley. Or immediately dying. Robin, yeah. no, you can't immediately die in all scenarios. <laughs> but I don't want to live not in not civilization. I don't know what to do with you. <laughs> I just don't. If I don't have internet, what's the point? Well, maybe there oh, would be someone on the island that had internet. I, I guess that's true. Also, I existed in a time when there was no easy access to internet, so I remember what that was like. I was, like, not able to access it anyway because I was a tiny child. When you wanted to go on Neopets, but someone was on the phone? Yep. It's a rough time. I always went on Barbie.com and MyScene.com. Barbie.com had legitimate games, though. They were good. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even get to play on those. I played on Neopets, and there was this one game that I always played on Neopets. So much of these podcasts is Robin Googling things. <gasps> I found it! Hannah and the Pirate Caves! Oh. Mmm. I don't think I like that one. And Hannah and the Ice Caves. That's the one I remember. I gotta find those again! Anyway, Charlie and Locke are here, and then Charlie tells Locke about Jack, and unlike when Kate finds out about Jack, Locke's like, oh, oh we'll hope that works out. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Harsh. And then Charlie does ask number two, and then they talk about the moth. We've kind of talked a little bit about the symbolism with <laughs> Charlie and the moth. I said symbolism really strangely. Yeah, symbolism. You sure did, but I was going to let you get through I was it. Not. Sim- it's bully Robin Day. The symbolism with Charlie and the moth. It's just, it's pretty heavy handed, but yeah. When is it not, though? What I wanted to, to talk about, One though, of the characters is, is literally that... named John Locke. <laughs> <laughs> He's talking about how the moths are not as beautiful, but they're stronger and they do the hard work. And the butterflies get all the attention and are more beautiful. Boone versus Charlie. So this is Charlie and Liam. Oh. <laughs> Liam, Liam's the... <laughs> Liam's the butterfly, right? Yeah, he's... He's pretty beautiful, I guess. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Charlie's way cuter than Liam. But, like, cleaned up Liam at the so? end? I love cleaned up Liam. He reminds me of such a nerd. He's wearing he a sweater you of vest. Yourself? Yeah. He looks exactly like this one character in a video game, Until Dawn. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, if someone's played it and is also listening to this podcast, which is maybe a small Venn diagram, they will know exactly what I mean. Do you know what the character's name is? His name's Chris. Oh, <laughs> he does look like him. Like, it, it's exactly. I wouldn't bring it up if it wasn't 100% accurate. Everyone Google a picture. And then play Hannah in the Ice Caves. <laughs> okay, wait, wait, wait. I have a thing. So we like to point out when characters are doing things that are a little, like, too perfect, right? I don't, I don't think Locke was just like, okay... Charlie, you're asking for your drugs. Let me look around. Oh, there's a moth. Let me now make a great 
metaphor here. I feel like Locke was like walking and was just like, oh, a moth cocoon. I see the symbolism here. Next time he shows up, I'm going to bring him over here and we're going to have a talk about oh, it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Locke was way too prepared. Like, there's no way he was just like, oh, that. And, like, even when he's symbolism. giving Charlie his, like, little speech of what he's going to do with Charlie, it's mm-hmm. like he talks really fast and it's like he's been rehearsing this for a while. I feel like Locke always rehearses. Oh, yeah, because he's a big faker. Because, like, <laughs> he's not a cool guy. <laughs> no. Not a mysterious old man. He's just an old man. Um, once they get through the hole, they find out that Jack is alive, but he's pinned down. And it's sweet because Jack's worried about Charlie. He's like, Charlie was here. And they're like, he's okay. And Jack's like, cool, so just me. <sighs> oh, so he left already. All right. <laughs> Great. Perfect. Not Shout awkward. out to that guy. Then Michael's saying, we can't make this tunnel any bigger, so someone's going to have to go in. And Boone is just a giant jerk. What, crawl through that? I think he means someone smaller. (laughs) When is he not a giant jerk? He's, um, he has his moments. Okay, let me know when. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. I did about do it. He's nice to lock later. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. I like when he makes a Star Trek joke later. Same. Okay. So there's that. Maybe. Oh, you're right. He's a good guy. <laughs> great. Okay, great. <laughs> you're right, because of that one joke you made. He, he wins now. So Jin is talking, and he says, I cannot see my wife being in danger because of you, which is what it's translated to, but we get the gist of it. Hmm. Yeah. I have a fun fact. Pudding. Oh, what is it? I don't think I've talked about this before, but stop me if I have. Okay. The way that they do the subtitles with Jin and Sun, if you are in a conversation with Jin and Sun, then you get the subtitles. But if who you're relating to in the scene is someone who doesn't speak Korean, they don't give you the subtitles. Oh, that explains it. So if you're supposed to be in the scene with those two or, like, relating or being with the people who are speaking Korean, you need to understand what they're saying. But you're, if you are Michael in this scene, then you're thinking, I, I don't know what that guy's saying. I wondered what that was about because I couldn't figure out why we only saw their subtitles half the time. Yeah, it's only, it's only when we have to understand them. Okay. Because they're talking to each other or someone else who speaks Korean. Okay. These lost yeah. guys are smart. Yeah. Uh, and then Hurley calls them Chinese again, which is consistent. And then Michael comes in and corrects him, and I'm like, that's my boy. Finally. Michael does some good things. Then Charlie volunteers. I'll do it. Charlie? No, man, look, you're still too shook up. I might be able to squeeze through. Wait. Who's going to take care of your son if something happens? She's got a husband. He's got a sister. I'm alone here. No one on the island. Let me do this. And that's really upsetting. Yeah, that, that's... The next note I wrote down was Good Luck Charlie, which I now just realized is a Disney Channel show. I did not know that. That was even... Good Luck Charlie. That was after our time, Robin. Yeah, that was after our time. That was the best one after our time, though. What about Dog it with a Blog? after that. 
Don't we don't talk about dog vlog. <laughs> I never watched even an episode of that. I feel like I've brought it up to a lot of people. Just, did you ever watch an episode of Dog with a Blog? I watched part of an episode. I feel like I'm old. And there was a legitimate funny joke once. But I can't remember oh, what it was. Good. But like now I have a really positive impression of it. <laughs> Great. Good. It's better than I'm in the band. I liked I'm in the band. Mm, no. No, you didn't. I, I think I did. <laughs> okay, you might have. Then Charlie goes in. And once he's inside, it, like, caves some more so they can't get back out that way. Uh, he finds Jack, and then Hurley and Boone want to, like, keep trying. How much do you think them wanting to dig them out is wanting to save Jack and Charlie because they're people? And how much of it do you think is, if we don't have a doctor, we're screwed? I think it's, like, 60% if we don't have a doctor, yeah. we're screwed. Yeah, agree. Agree. I was just thinking about that. Yeah. So then Kate shows up. And does not care at all about Charlie. <laughs> Why is no Once one again. digging? Oh my god, what? Kate in this scene is probably the most annoying. Oh yeah. Why isn't anyone digging? As if we've been just been sitting here the whole time. It's that as if all this dirt on our clothes was just for art. Yeah, like it takes her five seconds to look and be like, oh, you guys have been digging. Yeah, Oops. we're just rolling around. But no! Yeah, that's what they've been doing. They were actually doing, like, um, dirt starfishes. Dirt starfishes. Dirt. Snow, dirt. S- snow angels, but dirt angels. Dirt angels, yeah. Yeah, that's all they've been doing. I like this. Yeah. Dirt angels. I mean, I would never do it myself because I have obsessive compulsive tendencies, so I cannot, uh, for my sanity. But that sounds great. Okay. Yeah, okay. if there's, like, no shower in sight, probably not doing that. So then, then they're digging again, and Charlie moves the rock off of Jack, but his shoulder is dislocated, and so then he has to pop it back into place. Charlie's like, I can't, and Jack's like, I believe. Jack actually was, like, super helpful and comforting in this scene, actually. This is one of the first episodes where I'm like, Jack is a little man of faithy here. Yeah. Yeah. I think, like, when Jack has to do it for other people, he can do it. Yeah. When he has to do it, like... If they're in peril, but if he has to do it and it involves himself in any way, he can't do it. Right. Jack knows about the drugs, and he hasn't had one had any for a day and a half. I have another fun fact. What is it? So, Charlie has this line where Jack says, do you, have you had any hallucinations? And Charlie says, well, the conversation I just had with you in the jungle. Do you recall this? I recall well, him saying like that. The, yeah, I yeah. recall him saying that. Yeah, that was a deleted scene. He had a hallucination of Jack originally. Oh! They, I think they shot it, too. Is it on the DVD? I don't think so. Man. So that wasn't just a super cute joke. Yeah, it was actually supposed to be, like, serious. Oh, dear. Yeah. It worked, though. I don't think it worked it was as a joke. Yeah, it did. It definitely worked as a joke. Yeah. I know, I watched the commentary and Damon was like, ha, that was supposed to be more. Good old Damon. Also, I heard he's Damon. gonna work, he's making a Watchmen series for HBO now. That's what Twitter tells that me. That is very exciting. I'm trying to read the cut material to see if it tells me if there was, if the deleted scene is on. Oh. On Charlie was to have hallucinated seeing Jack in the jungle dressed as Liam, referring to the cave-in and then singing You All Everybody before disappearing. So we know why that's not a thing, because that's ridiculous. The scene implied Charlie had asked Locke for his heroin the third time and had taken some, and not till Jack later identified the hallucinations as withdrawal symptoms would we have known Charlie was continuing to resist the temptation. A line referencing the hallucination made it into the final episode, sounding like just a joke. 
Okay, that would have been very confusing. Yeah. Yes, that would have been. I feel like they didn't even shoot that. So, yeah, oh, they know. have the they have the script uh, for the hallucination. Jack, where'd you where'd you go, Charlie? Nowhere. I mean, I went for help for you, but I was I got lost. What are you wearing? Jack looks down, and we tilt down to see he's wearing Liam's music slut shirt. Oh wow! Oh my god! You were supposed to look out for me, Charlie, but you left me to die in a hole. How'd you get out of the cave? Oh, this sounds terrifying. No thanks. Hard pass. What? No, just all that. You left me to die in a oh, hole. Jeez. Right. Okay. It was a cave. But pretty much Jack is telling him that he's not useless. And this feels very Shannon-esque to me. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I will not forget this. Jack's an okay guy sometimes, you guys. Everyone on this island is there to get aggressively validated for, like, their biggest insecurities. Yep. Oh, <laughs> yep, that's yeah. it. Because they're lost here and they're lost in their lives, you know? Whoa! Wow. Whoa! Wow! Wow! <laughs> that was meaningful. Great. That was a quote from Damon. I can't take credit for that at all. Does he just say that in Damn every it. commentary? Uh, no, he, it was just a quote from after the show ended, actually. Oh. Charlie says that uh, this reminds him of confession. And Jack's like, I'm not a saint either. And I'm like, no, sir. Uh, then he sees the moth, and they're like, Kate, you need to take a break. She's like, no, thank you. And I'm like, I could sing Hamilton right now, but I won't. Wow, that is some impressive self-restraint, actually. I know, here I am. You're welcome. Charlie digs out of the ground like a zombie. Like, that's very zombie, right? <laughs> He's being reborn into the new Charlie, okay? This is beautiful. Birth. Rebirth. Here it is. It's just that Jack is stuck in his cocoon. Uh, Walt is playing with Vincent... And then he sees Jack, and once again, just totally forgets about Charlie. He goes, hey, it's the doctor! Also that other guy. Like, like what? whatever. But either way, it's a continuity error because kid. Jack and Charlie are not dirty at all. No. Then Kate runs, hugs Jack, forgets about Charlie. Uh, then they're like, Charlie, you did it! And Hurley hugs him, and you're like, this is nice, except Charlie's still sad. Yeah, that didn't magically cure Charlie's withdrawals or self-esteem issues. Later, Charlie just looks really, really rough, and Jack's like, it's the flu! And Hurley's like, man, that sucks! And Hurley doesn't think to ask, why doesn't anyone else have the flu? (laughs) Man, what what happened there? Uh, Walt wants to live in the caves, and Michael's like, hmm, and looks over at Sun. And I'm like, what's going on here? Like, I know that this was supposed to be a thing, but also... Like, what, what's going through Michael's mind? Is he just like, hmm, yes, I should be closer to Sun? Or is he like, hmm, no, I, I need to stay away from Sun. That's a bad idea. Jin will beat me up five times. He's thinking. I think it's definitely second one. Mm-hmm. Damn, Sun. Yeah. Damn, Sun. No! <laughs> oh, my God. A pun! Oh, yeah. I'm just like, my head is in my hands. Like, no. <laughs> uh, Kate made a sling for Jack. And she's like, okay, so remember when you were saying the caves were safe? And he's like, well, they're safe now. It's like, mm, I don't think so. Now they're safe. It's fine. Got the rock out of the way. And it's always dark in there. Mm-hmm. Kate decides that she's going back. And if Saeed's plan worked, then that's great. Even though we know that it didn't. So it doesn't really matter. Hey, he tried and that's what's important. Yes. I wonder, like, I haven't watched the next episode in a while, but does Saeed... Like, how does he get back? Does he just, He like, walks. Does he... But just, like, when does he wake up? Does he wake up... 
in the middle of the night and then just stays there for the night? Or does he, like, I don't know. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. Oh, that's a good question. Like, how does Saeed get back to the beach? I worry for him. Oh, yeah, and speaking of Saeed, I actually had something for the other part. Okay. Isn't it, like, Mm -hmm. people get knocked out a lot in this show. Mm -hmm. Like, a weird amount. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I went on Lostpedia. There were 40, they count 45 people knocked out. In the entire oh series, God. there's 121 episodes. That's too many. So if you watch, if you like marathon three episodes, you're gonna see someone knocked out. Wow, that's crazy. Oh my God, every 2.68 episodes. Wow. I don't know. How do they all not have brain damage? Yeah, I don't think anyone even gets hurt by it too. Yeah, and you know what? That stuff really messes you up. I wonder how many, how often it's like the same person getting knocked out. Yeah, they should have like counts for each character. Season one. Like in pilot part one. Yeah, they count pilot. they count a couple that are a little iffy. Like, yeah, the yeah, pilot's not. Edward out. Mars hit by falling luggage in pilot part two. No lasting Rough. effects from this, although he did die a few laters. Few mm. few laters, a few days later. <laughs> few laters. Saeed was knocked out in the moth. No lasting effects. No lasting effects. No lasting effects. No lasting effects. Oh no. He did miss a nice <laughs> beach cookout. Okay, here there's one in season two where Potential amnesia could be could be linked to this. Could be. No lasting effects, no lasting effects, no lasting unknown lasting effects. But that's because we don't really know that character. Um, What's their name? No spoilers. Oh, there is one in season three that kind of changes something. So that's a thing. I seem to remember that, but remind About me in the spoiler section. Desmond. <gasps> okay. <gasps> People know who Desmond is. They don't know who that is. They've never met him. No lasting. Oh, there's one in season six that has some lasting effects. That actually has some serious lasting effects, but that's like the only one that ever actually. Total knockout count, 45. Of all of these knockouts, only three resulted in any sort of lasting effect. Of those three, only two were detrimental. Detrimental? Saeed was the most often knocked out character five times, all without any lasting effect. With only one knockout, season four was almost completely concussion-free. <laughs> Ooh, that must be why it's my favorite season. Concussion-free is hilarious to me. <laughs> it's like, oh, we did so good. You should have a little Yay! counter during this podcast that's like, we've gone one episode since the last... Since the last knockout. Okay, we'll start. I'm going to put that in the segments right now. Absolutely. So re restart the counter, everybody. So Locke is, j- like, I don't know, dusting the boar? I don't know what he's uh, doing, really. What? He's grooming it. Sure. It's with something that he made himself. Charlie does ask number three, and so Locke gives uh-huh. it to him. I have another fun fact. What is it? In the commentary, Dom was talking about this moment where he finally got his drugs back, and he was mm-hmm. like, guess who this is? This is Gollum. He's like, I'm channeling Gollum oh my, right now. My precious? Yeah. Like, if you actually oh watch, you're like, oh, there he is. That's hilarious. Yeah. He chooses dumb, to nerd. throw the drugs in the fire, and Locke is very proud of him. And then Charlie yeah. sees a moth, except the moth is, like, flying away all free-like, and you're like, yay, I see what happened here. That's I have another fun fact. What is it? What is it? So Dom was also talking about Charlie's hoodie and how mm-hmm. in this episode he was using his hoodie as, like, something to hide behind or something to... Yeah to use as a shield and so at the very end he takes his hoodie off and uh damon was mentioning that 
they like to end most of the episodes with at least a little bit of hope, and so that's mm-hmm. what this is. I wondered about that, because in a couple episodes, you can see Charlie with his hood up, despite the fact that they're in, like, blistering heat. Yeah. All right. It's flashback time! It's flashback time! The first time that we are in the flashback is Charlie's in confessional and did some crappy stuff. Well, maybe not crappy for some people. I'm not shaming anybody. (laughs) He did some party boy stuff. He just did some stuff. He said it's been one week since he was there or something. And I'm like, oh, so you did all those in one week. Good job. Uh, I have a fun fact. What is it? The guy who plays the priest is actually an instructor at uh, uh, for theater at the University of Hawaii. Whoa. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. You're welcome. So he's not a real priest. No. Oh. It's disappointing. <laughs> oh, well. I did actually think she was going to say that he was a real priest. Nope. Sorry. That's what I thought the thumbnail yeah, um, was. But... There's a theme that goes throughout each of the storylines in this episode of three. So he makes three confessions here, and then there needs to be three transceiver things going off in the beach storyline, and then in the cave storyline, uh, Charlie had to, has to ask three times. And there were three participants in his uh, activities. Yes, that's true! Oh, that's a good one. That's a lot true. of themes and a lot of layers. Yes, many threes. But Charlie's like, Drive Shaft has been playing clubs, and there are many tra- temptations. And I'm like, ah, yes, another theme. I see it. What, temptations? Yeah. But he's like, I understand. I have to quit Drive Shaft. I get it. And I'm like, well, good luck with that. I'm thinking maybe that's not going to happen, but okay. But I do have a, a foreshadowing that happens in this moment. What? Which isn't a... A spoiler, because it's just foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. As he's walking out of the, I don't know, what's that called? The, the... Confessional. Confession, I guess. Yeah, is that called a thing, or is it just called a confession? I don't a know. confession box. Box. It's a confessional! <laughs> what's in focus is a Virgin Mary statue, and huh. then it focuses on him. So, people who are watching uh-huh. foreshadowing. with us, oh. remember the Virgin Mary statue, that's a thing. That oh, is that's a thing. Unbelievably. This show always surprises me with the amount of attention it pays to mm-hmm. detail. Then we meet Liam, and he's saying they got a recording cr- contract, which Liam's I'm like, if he's been waiting for him, when did he figure this out? He was just on the phone three seconds before here, I guess. I don't know. And he has a paper already. Yeah. <laughs> and then he calls Charlie a rock god, and I'm like, this is it. This is where he got that. This is the origins of Charlie's... Somehow, sense of importance and crippling self-doubt. Yeah, he's got both in there. Yeah, he's got both. He's a complicated man. Yeah. See, and that's why Dom was so excited to play Charlie, because he he was just like, I'm always getting fantasy roles, and it's nice to get a role that's, he's a real person. I'm always getting fantasy roles, says the guy on the show with the mysterious island. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> But he's like, I'm always an elf or something. I'm glad this like, is grounded in realism as the monster rolls by. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's the best of sci-fi is you can buy anything if you have really grounded characters. True. 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 The next time we see them, they are walking through the churchyard, I suppose. And Liam says, You are bloody drive shaft. Which is important because later in the episode, he says, I am drive shaft. But I thought I was Liam a rock is a god. Knob. Yeah, <laughs> I thought. I, now I'm confused. What am I? <laughs> Help me. 
I have another fun fact. What is it? Yay! Um, Liam is played by a man named Neil Hopkins, and he's American. He doesn't have that accent. Boy. It was actually pretty good. Yeah. Um, Dom was like, it's not my accent, but it's a accent. <laughs> <laughs> so Dom was not as impressed, I see. Yeah. He was I like, guess to Canadians, okay. it would sound pretty convincing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Then again, if someone tried our accent, they wouldn't be able to nail it. Right. I don't even understand when people say you that I have an accent. I still don't get it. You don't have as strong as an accent as Aaron does. Do I have one? Really? Yeah. Yeah, you do. Oh, yeah, bud. There you go. <laughs> That's a pretty good podcast, eh? Yay. Oh, yay. I win. I kind of win. we did the whole podcast in our Canadian accents, like the super, super Canadian accent. Super, super. Super, super. That'd be good. We learned that Charlie writes all the songs for Drive Shaft, which we'll talk about later uh, a little bit more in the spoiler section. Okay. Liam is being super, super manipulative here, not only because that's just who Liam is, at least at the beginning of his life here, but also he's saying, you want to take away my chance to be somebody? Like, how do you do that and not feel like a piece of crap for doing it? It's Liam. (laughs) I know, but like, still, like, his lack of self-awareness kind of blows my mind. Charlie's just like, a means to an end for Liam. We have been, we definitely have been in that church, but have we been in that courtyard? Were we in that courtyard there? Was that the Ooh, same place? I feel like it, mm, it was it in another scene in another season. I don't. Oh, when right. you guys went on the lost tour? I don't think yeah. it's the same yard though. Okay, okay. But the one outside the place that we were at is used in a different scene in a different season. Yes, I remember because I cried. Yeah, you did. It was embarrassing. Is that the one with my boy? Yes. Yes. Yeah. That boy. And then they're saying, if things go bad in the band, we'll walk away. It's just a thing. And he's like, yeah, 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 sure. Hey, do you think he's going to stick to that one? No. Do you think everything's going to work out? have some faith. Do you think that Liam ever thought he would stick to it? Hell no. I don't, I think he was lying from the beginning as well. I don't think he even I mean, I would like to think that, like, he, what, He didn't even remember saying it two seconds later. Right? (laughs) That's true. It's just like, I would like to think that optimistically he was like, yeah, we can stop whatever we want to. But in reality, it was 100% like he just needed to get Charlie to do something. I feel like even if he wasn't lying at the beginning, as soon as he signed that recording contract, he was like, ooh, that's going to be a bit hard. Yep. So now we have Driveshaft singing their renowned classic, You All, Everybody. Uh, Hey, Robin, do you know this song at all? Yes, I do, but they never wrote anything past the chorus, so I only know the chorus. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, but I have a fun fact about the lyrics. I'd like to hear it. Uh, okay, so the lyrics to You All Everybody is You All Everybody, and then this sentence that doesn't even really make sense. It's because it was something that the crew said over and over again. It was from like a TV show back in the day, and so it was just something that the crew used to say to each other. Uh, just to make stupid jokes, and they thought, mm, yes, those are the lyrics now. What TV show was it? Uh, it was like... It was really old. It was like Maury, but a step back. Oh. Yeah, it was like it was like a show like that. Wow. But a step... But, but farther back. That's hilarious. So those are the lyrics. The lyrics are, you all everybody, you all everybody, acting like you stupid people wearing expensive clothes. Okay. Uh, and that's... Those are the lyrics. So Charlie's really good at songwriting. Yeah. (laughs) You know, when we see him writing a song later and we hear another one of Drive Chef's actual songs, it's lovely. Yeah. 
This is like their their one like compromise song where it's like we're gonna make the one bop song so that we can make the good songs. Yeah, they're a bit of a one hit wonder unless you're Locke, you know. He's their number one fan, okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. So then Liam sings Charlie's part, and Charlie is pupset about it. You know what? I I noticed something new. Hmm. Uh, this time I uh, I watched the episode, which doesn't happen super often because I watched it so many times. But I like seeing new things every time I I watch. And uh, this episode, I noticed that they were chanting Liam while they're singing. Ooh. And I never heard them chanting Liam from the audience before. Oh, that's harsh. Yeah, I don't like so that. That's kind of sad. Yeah. I hope my girl Beth didn't do uh, that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where you at, Come Beth? Come on, Beth. Come through. Um, so they're backstage, and there's like a bunch of fans, and then Liam and Charlie have a bit of a confrontation, but Liam just kind of shrugs it off and lets a random girl in, and then he has some heroin, and you're like, "Gray, I see how oh. this happened." This is a healthy environment for every human. Heroin is a hell of a thing to t- take up as, like, a banned drug. Heroin. Like, they went for the hardest possible drug. Yeah, that's quite the progression. Yeah. Like, I thought maybe it would be, like, coke. But no, it was straight up heroin. At least they weren't like, hey, Charlie, want some ecstasy? Ecstasy still would have been better than heroin. Yeah. That's, like, <laughs> it's, that's some that's serious like going business. That's straight to meth. I have no idea what the drug classifications are, so I'm just, I'm just laughing. They're all bad, kids. Liam is in there with a bunch of girls, and he's like, okay, well, I have to talk to my brother, but, like, come back in five minutes, okay? It's not gonna take that long. Which is just a rude thing to say right in front of him. Yep. Uh, he's like, you missed sound check, and Liam's like, who cares? It's always the same. It's fine. And has some drugs, and he's like, we need to cancel the rest of the tour because we said that we would walk away. And Liam's like, hard No. When I made that promise, I was actually just kidding. <laughs> you didn't see, but my fingers were crossed behind my back. <laughs> Charlie, you should have paid better attention the first time. I'm smarter than you in every way. How dare he? How dare. How very dare. How very dare. So he's like, you're destroying drive shaft. And Liam's like, I am drive shaft. See, it's a parallel. It's like, I don't believe you, Liam. And he's like, no one even cares about the bass player. Whoa. And he's like, Charlie, who are you even if you're not in drive shaft? You're going to have nothing now. And I'm like, this is sad. But also, given like fan culture, so many people probably cared about the bass player. Yeah, absolutely. The way like band like fans work, everyone has their own stand. Especially back yeah. then. That was like the Pete Wentz yeah. era. Exactly. Yeah. He didn't do anything. <laughs> Pete Wentz drag. <laughs> Sorry, Pete. I have another fun fact. Lots of fun facts in the uh, flashback section today. We we would like to hear it complete okay. with the fun fact sound. There's an issue if you go to 27 minutes and 18 seconds in the mirror. If you look in, like, the problem with that room, I'm not sure why they picked that room, is that there's a giant mirror and then more mirrors on the other side so that the mirrors, like... Like, you can't have anybody who's not supposed to be in there in there because then you'll see them in the mirrors somehow. So if you go to 27 Uh minutes and 18 seconds and look in the big mirror, you can see crew members in the tiny mirrors, but post-production has clearly tried to blur them out. (laughs) That's hilarious. It was a high school musical to bet on it situation. (laughs) Because they're trying to 
trying to make it look like there's some weird reflection. Like, you're paying attention to the confrontation, so it doesn't matter. Then after the confrontation, Charlie picks up the drugs and cries, and you're like, here it is. This is, this is the moment. Um, I have another fun fact, though. Hmm. Everyone's getting tired of hearing the seatbelt sign. <laughs> um, so Charlie has the one on his, sh- the tattoo on his shoulder that's from the Beatles mm-hmm. song, Strawberry Fields Forever. And he has mm-hmm. another one on his other shoulder that says the word nine in the Lord of the Rings uh, language. Wow, Dom's a nerd. Yeah, well, he got that with a whole bunch of his other castmates from Lord of the Rings. Okay. So that's the wow. thing is that they're, they're just not covering up anyone's tattoos in the show because they just don't care well they put jack's horrible fake tattoos on i've always wondered how he got those tattoos the like the one with the giant five on it who jack or charlie jack uh they're not real those are his real tattoos what are you talking about they look so fake we literally talked about this in the first episode yeah but then i forgot didn't i yeah you did those are matt's tattoos well, then I guess I retract that drag, but it, you know what? I don't mind dragging Matthew Fox. Okay, what hey, about that one Matthew episode? Matthew Fox has taken a beating in this episode. He assaults bus drivers. What if, like, men as a whole just stopped assaulting women and then we stopped employing them? Here's where we learn why Charlie was in Australia. He was going to Liam's house to try and get Liam to join the band again. And Liam's wearing a legitimate sweater vest. Yeah, you wish you were that cool. I do. I wish I had a sweater vest. Um, he's saying there's an eight-week tour that we can go on for, with, and we'll be opening for a band called Meat Coat. Doesn't that sound great? I would pass. I mean, it's yeah, no me better. Too. It's no worse than Hoobastank. It's in Los Angeles. And he's like, I don't want to go back on tour because the re- we were in a band and then I missed Megan's birth and it was sad. And I love Megan. My sweet daughter who I pat on the head. And it's like, where did this kid come from? Oh, yeah. Megan's my favorite character. <laughs> Megan. Got it. Megan yeah. and Beth. Who's brought up in another episode, but this is the only time we ever see her. So we really don't see, like, Liam phase himself out of drive shaft and bounce. Um, we see the moment where it's like, you've gone too far. Now you need to turn it around. But we don't see him turning or turning it around. Okay. Frick you, Liam. Just Liam's really fancy because he has lemonade and a sprinkler. Charlie's like, they're not going to book drive shaft without you because you are drive shaft, right? And Liam's like, no, I don't want to. This guy. And he's like, Charlie, you're still using drugs. And he's like, this was your fault, though. Oh, man, you're still using, aren't you? Oh, don't change the subject. That's why you haven't been returning my calls. Look, you're going to go and tell you get help, man. I lost your sodding number. You're still a junkie. You did this to me. It was about the music. Like I was talking about with the hoodie, it's kind of the same thing with the sunglasses. Mm -hmm. Because he's got the sunglasses on. And at one point, he takes them off. And then as soon as Liam accuses him of something else, then he puts them back on. Ooh. Okay. Right? Yeah. So that's a thing. And then Liam's like, you can stay here with us, with me and Megan and Karen, and we can have a nice time. And Charlie's like, nah. So here's my question. Charlie just like flew into Sydney, went to his brother's house, and then immediately left? Yeah. Oh, wow. Charlie. Like, why did he come to Sydney if not, you know? Like, do you go for an afternoon? Did they have cell phones in 2004? Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah, because Boone has his, uh, in the first episode, he's, like, trying to get a signal. Oh, no, I I knew that. I knew that. 
Now that I'm sure, thinking, sure now that did. I'm thinking back. But Charlie's like, you never looked out for me and I have a plane to catch and I gotta go. I love when they do that. When they're just like, I have to go catch a plane or like, I'm going on a plane tomorrow or whatever. And you're like, oh snap. I know what plane that is. <laughs> the foreshadowing is painful. Yeah, Liam's th- just a big jerk. Like, in every scene. Even the last one, he's so smug. No, he is. He's such a... He, Liam's such a jerk. It's like, you're drive shaft. Oh, you're not drive shaft. Oh, you're drive shaft again. It's like, ah. Uh. He allowed himself to, like, get pulled out, but he wouldn't, like, help Charlie get out, too. Yeah. Also... I was just on Liam's Lostpedia, and mm-hmm. it says that his episode count is five. But it feels like Liam Whoa, is really? in there way more often. I don't know. But he's only been in five episodes. Oh. See, that feel, that felt like a lot to me. Yeah. Five. Like, what? I don't even remember him in any other episode, really. Oh, I remember yeah, I so much of like... Liam. I remember so much of Liam. Well, that would make sense considering the show is actually your child. I guess that's true. Yeah. I say if I remember one-fifth of what Robin remembers, I'm doing pretty good. Now it's time for our favorite line award. Uh, my favorite line goes to Charlie Pace for, I'm a bloody rock god! Because it's iconic. <laughs> yeah. It's the whole theme of the episode. My favorite line was, I think, from Kate. Sorry, Saeed. Something's just happened. No rhyme, no reason. And just that just sums up line. Lost as a whole sometimes. <laughs> yep. yep. It's like, what up, polar bear? Do your honorable mention? Oh, yeah. Honorable mention comes from Shannon. We're in Malibu part of the year, but the guys there are such idiots. Such a throwaway line, it's but it's so very good, important. Because someone spent some time writing that. Yeah, somebody did. I wonder if, if somebody actually wrote that or if they were like, um, Maggie, just say whatever. Oh, who's she talking to? A random. I want to say that, too. Random. Just a random. She's also, like, I'm, I'm Shannon in that scene. Like, I, I forgot I was doing something because I was too busy gossiping. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. And my favorite line goes to Kate for... Try to be a pig or it just come naturally. Roasted. Sigh. Now it's time for our segments. So we kind of take a look at light and dark. And just like last episode, it was definitely, like, caves and the outside. Like, those two storylines on the island really showed that. Also, a thing that I saw in Lostpedia was the difference between Charlie and Liam in the final flashback scene of the episode mm-hmm. is that Charlie has the sunglasses on and Liam has the clear glasses on. Oh. Because he can see clearly now. That the rain right. is gone. The rain has gone, yes. The rain being heroin. Mm-hmm. Zero rain. You guys got any more? Because I, I, I think I can think of another one. If I um, hang on, let me think. Ooh, I've got one. What? The difference between uh, inside the confessional and when Charlie comes out? I'm well, and the, now. the cave in the outside. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the darkness. The confessional yeah. and the cave. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah! Yeah, man! We did it, kids! And then we have another segment, which is called Man of Science, Man of Faith. And let's think of our man of men of faith this episode. Locke, as always. A little bit of Jack. Jack was doing some man of faithing in this episode. Yeah. Definitely so was Charlie. But I feel like Sawyer in this episode a little bit? I definitely feel Saeed was a man. Oh yeah, Saeed for sure. Yeah. And even Kate was, was just because she, I believe she said I wrote it down. I believe it. 
uh, when she says Saeed, Saeed's plan will work, she says, I believe it. And Jack said, I wish I shared your faith. Ooh. Oh. They said so, the word. Definitely that. Yeah, I love when they say the word. They said the thing. They said the thing. For man of science, I would say that Michael is probably one in this episode. Ooh, he does do a lot of science. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gets his construction going. Yes. I think that even though Saeed was a big man of faith, he was also kind of a man of science. Just because he was, he was like, using his science smart for words. Faith. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that if Locke is a man of faith and Charlie has to be his opposite, I think Charlie, just as the main character of the episode, probably has a mixture between the, the two. Yeah. There's a lot of chemistry going on. Um, we also have a brand new segment called Did They Do the Thing? Which is What's the uh, thing? my way of saying, did they say the title in the episode? Last episode, oh. they did not do the thing, but this episode, they did the thing. Repeatedly. I don't know, a, a butterfly again? It's much more beautiful than that. That's a moth cocoon. Our other new segment, which is called, How Many Episodes Since the Last Knockout? And we had to start the count over this episode. Yeah. Saeed. Saeed. Why'd you get knocked this out? This is all your fault. <laughs> That damn Saeed, always getting into trouble. Here's where we would put a clip from listeners. No one's sending these in, but honestly, I don't care. If anybody ever wants to, they can. I just want everyone to have, like, they could if they wanted I'll to. I'll send one yes, in one day. Really? Okay. Uh, Do it. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> okay, great. I love that you got her hopes up and then, uh-uh. Really? I realized I got them a little too high. I wasn't expecting that reaction, so I had to bring it down a little bit. Okay. Yeah, you gotta manage her expectations. She gets very excited. I'll record something for sure. Honestly, it could be anything. It could be about whatever you want. So I don't know. If you feel like it, go ahead. I don't. Stay tuned for our segment after the outro. We'll be discussing this episode within the context of the rest of the series. Please be aware that this will be rampant with spoilers. So proceed with caution. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Our music is Terminal by Good News Tunes. If you're a fan of The 100, we like to talk about that show, too. We talked about all of Season 4, so go check that out. And if you enjoyed Riverdale Season 1, we also talked about that, so you can check that out on our Riverdale channel. You can follow at The Aficionados on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, loads of stuff. Go follow us. Yeah. And you can... <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, I did. I'm your hype man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can also follow us and help us out maybe on patreon.com slash the aficionados it's very expensive to run this mini channel so we appreciate any help you can give us the setup's legit uh, you can follow <laughs> yeah <laughs> you can follow me personally at robin e jeffrey that's r-o-b-y-n-e-j-e-f-f-r-e-y pretty much everywhere you can follow me on twitter at abritania which is b-r-i-t-t-a-n-i-a with an underscore at the end and we want to thank Aaron for being our guest for this episode. Yeah. Yay! Where can we find you on the internet? You can find me on the internet on Twitter at Aaron Groovybelt. Maybe follow me. So good. If you're into that. I don't know. <laughs> if you're into that sort of thing. Join us for our next episode, which is episode 108, Confidence Man. And Robin is very excited about it. And our guest will be Jess, who is You Overcome It on Twitter. Yay, Jess! Yeah. Yay! I'm very excited. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye. bye. I like you. Okay, love you, bye. <laughs> do, 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 do,
That was fun. No spoiler segment. By far our worst one. <laughs> Woo! All right. Is there anything that you guys are trying, are just trying really hard to keep in for the spoiler segment? <sighs> I just love expose so much. <laughs> I love expose too, genuinely. I do not understand this opinion. It's just the really? funniest episode of all time. Brittany, rewatch expose. I'm genuinely. going to. It has the, one of the best. It has one of the best endings to an episode, I believe. We're up to, like, we're, we're getting close to the finale on our rewatch of season one. Okay. Well, you should watch, you should watch Expose by itself so that you can get the actual Expose feeling. Okay. Yeah, because it's all going on back there. It's beautiful. I really genuinely do love Expose. It is art. The first thing I want to talk about the spoiler segment was all of the times that the numbers show up. I just cannot wait until the episode called Numbers, in which we're allowed to just talk about the numbers. Yes. <laughs> Freely, in the regular segments. But Jack says that they crashed eight days ago. Uh, Michael did eight years of construction. And he says that they can go in four at a time. Did uh, they plan this? Yeah. Oh, 100% they did. Oh my god. Uh, and then when Charlie goes backstage, Liam is with four girls. That one's Liam, a stretch. One thing that made me sad. Yeah, it is. Is that Charlie's Lord of the Rings tattoo says, says nine and not eight, which kind of makes me sad because Jack's tattoo says five and not four. How hard would it, would it be fake to just but. take a Sharpie? Just make it an eight. Yeah. <laughs> just make it an eight, whatever. For real. Close enough. Then also, Drive Shaft would be going on an eight-week tour. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, yeah, those are all the ones for numbers. But we will go to other things. Uh, so the Virgin Mary statue is foreshadowing to the Nigerian plane with all of the Virgin Mary statues with heroin in them. And Charlie keeps them, and it's important to him. The Virgin Mary statue. When did the Mer- Virgin Mary statues end up actually showing up? It's probably late season one, right? Um... I would say that the first time that we see the Nigerian plane is in Deus Ex Machina, mm-hmm. which is when Boone finds it and then falls down. Okay. Um, and then I do believe, if I'm remembering correctly, which I probably am, Boone gets up into the plane and then locks like, sup? And then Boone takes the Virgin Mary statue out and goes, this is what's up here, you dummy, and then throws it on the ground and Locke sees that there's heroin inside. Is what I'm seeing in my head. Also, when does Boone die? Boone dies the next episode, which is called Do No Harm. Okay. Yeah. There was harm done. Was Boone always... Did they always plan to kill Boone this season? I I don't know if they planned to kill Boone, but I do believe they planned to kill somebody. Okay. Ooh, I have a fun fact. Oh, what is it? Um, When this season was first airing, they were mm-hmm. like halfway through the season airing, Jorge told his mother that they were killing off a main character this season, and she said, oh no, I hope it's not Sawyer. <gasps> oh my god! <laughs> and Jorge was like, wow, we don't care about Hurley, I guess. Why is that? Like, his mom is you. <laughs> Guys, this just in, I'm Jorge's mom. I knew it. Whoa. Mm-hmm. I knew it. Yeah. This explains so much. The next spoiler thing that I had was that they're talking about how Charlie wrote the songs, which we learn about in Fire and Water, which is the episode where Liam goes a little uh, bonkers and and misses his daughter's birth and kind of starts to try and clean himself up. I don't remember that episode. Uh, I don't remember that at all. Okay, well, it's in season two. 
and Charlie writes a nice song, and he's like, we finally now can bring the band back, and it'll be great. And mm-hmm. Liam's like, okay, sounds good. And then when Charlie gets home, uh, Liam has sold his piano that he got from his from their mother for Christmas, like a bajillion years ago, and for drugs. And it's sad. That is oh. sad. That is really sad. Seems like essential backstory. Yeah, and then Charlie's really upset. That I missed. Yes. Yeah. And we will we will learn it in Fire and Water. Okay, good. Stay which tuned. Is in season two. Yeah. Then uh, just about Scott and Steve. Scott and Steve. how they're yeah. always getting mixed up. And then even after one of them dies, which I think is Scott, but I I honestly I get them mixed up too. So now I have to look up which one actually died. What do they die? Or how do they die? Yeah. Uh, Ethan killed him. Who? Oh. Ethan. Oh, that guy. Scott survived the island for 28 days before he was murdered, most likely by Ethan. Yeah, so Scott's the one who died. And Steve's the one who... Li- oh, most likely by Ethan. So I guess it could have been a different other, but they just assumed it was It was implied. Yeah, you know Ben doesn't uh, go out to do his own dirty work. Ethan's probably contributing to the knockout counter a little bit. Seems like a knockouty guy. Yeah, he does actually. He knocks out Jack at least once oh. by kicking him in the head. <laughs> Disrespectful. Yeah, just not very nice at all. And then I have one right by Jack is not a saint, which I don't really have that many points. Just that no, he's not. Jack has issues <laughs> because Jack has like done a whole heck of a lot. The the thing that comes to my mind first is when he was like, my wife is texting someone or is calling someone and also so's my dad. They must be calling each other and having a secret affair. <laughs> now I will yell at both of them. Screaming! Yeah, That's quite the leap. Uh, also that when Saeed gets hit, we know it's Locke and the reason is because Locke doesn't want to get off the island. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought it was the lady. What lady? Oh, you thought it was Rousseau. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> and you said, is it a name of a philosopher? And I said, yes. And you thought and I was it was like, oh, Locke. yeah. Yeah, Robin. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> hilarious. Well, that's a fun. See, I knew. Cute. I knew. I remembered. That's because you just watched the episode. Shut up. Okay. <laughs> the next thing I have written down is expose spoiler tour thingy. Should we talk about our tour? Yeah. All right. Let's go. We went to the Cape Sawyer waterfall. I, I, I swam in it. You sure did. I did not and swim in it because why? it was very no, dirty. No, I know that was. It was. It wasn't. It was well, just dirt. It looked brown. It was completely brown. The water was murky. It would probably rain. Uh, but it was important for me to get in there, so I did. But when we were walking back, the tour guide said there have been three times that we have seen this waterfall, or that there are like yeah, three times that characters have come to this waterfall. Can you name all three? And I immediately got the first two, which is Sawyer and Kate getting the case. Okay. Number two, which was a Jira Flight 316 crash lands, mm-hmm. and Kate, Jack, and Hurley all go to the waterfall. They gotta go back. Or find Hurley and Kate at the waterfall, Jack does. And then I couldn't think of the third one. And then Aaron shows up. Like a hero. Me the third one. Expose. I can't believe you got so Expose. Super fan. Expose. Uh... Nikki and Paolo. Just because I'm, I'm always thinking about Nikki and Paolo, so. Yeah. I just I worry for came them. right to me. How are they doing? Uh, doing not illness? good. No, not good. Things things are not good. Uh, what else should we talk about on our tour? 
Oh, just that we went to the place where Desmond and Penny met, which is actually the same church as where Charlie and Liam are. Yeah. Oh, is that when he tells her that he was a monk? Yeah, that's like uh, the... That's the courtyard. Yeah. Monastery. And she's like unloading something from her car. Yeah. I See, I forget a lot of things, but I'll remember everything Desmond related, so mark that right down. (laughs) And the exact same location was Oxford for when Desmond went to go see Faraday in the constant. Mm -hmm. Right, right, of course. Um, and it was, it was also Echo's church is a different room. Oh. Going on that tour, it like loses a little bit of the magic because some of the scenes are just filmed in a ditch. Yeah. Oh, they just pulled over in a random spot. Yeah, it was the, Uh, like um, them hiding, hiding from the smoke monster in that tree. It's just on the side of the road. Yeah. Yeah. How did they do that? Oh, I don't... Yeah, that's crazy. They just made it rain, and then they set up the camera. The magic of movies. We also went to the the Richard Alpert tree from Abiturno, where he, like, buried uh, Isabella's necklace. Oh, yeah. We were... Well, we were near the tree. We we saw it from the... Yeah, that was really um, cool. From the road. Yeah. It's just it so awesome. beautiful. I almost cried. And... <laughs> but not in a Robin way. In like, oh, this is beautiful. Uh, not in a Robin way. <laughs> in like, I'm overwhelmed with fandom. That's literally Robin in a nutshell, though. <laughs> overwhelmed with fandom. God. It's literally like you geek so hard that it like you cry. Geeking to the tears. The other place that I cried was Dharmaville. Oh, I know that's that was nice on your place. Snapchat. That was a great day. I want to tweet that picture of Aaron that I have in Dharmaville from the Aficionados Twitter. I'm going to do that. Mm. Do it. I don't remember being involved in a picture. That's the best part. Uh, you posed for it, so don't lie. Oh, I, yeah, I don't doubt that. <laughs> okay. But it's just like a little YMCA kids camp, right? Yeah, those those houses are actually really small. They filmed the interiors in uh, a different location. Yeah. And uh, they only film the exteriors there. Which it is just, just a, a camp just for a kids. kids camp. Yeah. So that's not Juliet's house. Uh, not, we not, didn't see not her the there. No. Of it, no. Oh, devastating. Can you imagine if Elizabeth Mitchell walked out of one of those houses and I'd be like, "Why am? Where's Ashton? Why am I on Punked right now?" Yeah, it's like wow, dated reference. It's from High School Musical. <laughs> oh my god, even more dated reference. Not from real life. Cool. Maybe we'll get to meet Ashton. Yeah. yeah. Right? That's the quote. My entire, like, existence with Robin is her making high school musical jokes and me going, <sighs> My favorite high school musical quote is, Ducky, Ducky how's, how's my, my dashing, dashing boy? boy? <laughs> I knew it! Wow! You know how I know that? How? It was because when Dash was still alive, Dash was my dog, and... So the quote is, Ducky, how's my dashing boy? And one time, Aaron walked into my house, saw Dash, and went, Dashy, how's my ducking boy? <laughs> <laughs> it was great. It's That's like fantastic. Was... Aaron, thank you so much for coming on this episode. I hope you had a good time. It was fun. Thank, thank you both you. of you. Thank you, both of you. <laughs> great. You are so great. Uh, you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey. That's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y pretty much everywhere. You can follow me on Twitter at Britannia, and I'm not going to spell it again because I don't want to. <laughs> what about you, Aaron? Say it again. You can follow me on Twitter at 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 Aaron Grinneveld. Do you guys say at at or do you just say at? 
We just usually just say at. One at? I get where you're com- where you're coming from, though. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. At Aaron Groovy Vale. Groovy Twitter has Veld. ruined the English language. Yeah, also it really follow has. us at the Aficionados on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, and a whole bunch of places. And also our Patreon, which we would appreciate your help with. It's offensive. Huh? Oh, it's <laughs> I it's a pensive, and I was like, "What does a pensive have to do with any of this?" From Harry Potter. Yeah, that's what I thought you said. <laughs> Great. Okay. Oh boy. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. 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 I'm a bloody rock god!